0: Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn
1: from listening. So, Jack Dixon, welcome to the Share Chair Podcast. Yeah, it's
0: cool to be here. Yeah. So,
1: <laughs> I so, uh, I, you know, would you say people know who you are? Uh,
0: well, um, I guess I mean just my peers in general, like fellow seniors and juniors for the most part, because I'm friends with a couple, I'd say that they would at least see my face in the hall and go, oh, that's that guy that that does that or something like that.
1: <laughs> does but, uh, that. What do you do? Um,
0: well, kind of like I said this morning, um, like I'm very outspoken about my opinions and I'm not afraid to stand up for what I believe in. And if there is... Um, a statement or an opinion that a teacher has, um, you know, or a fellow student, um, I won't be afraid to go, like, hey, you know, you're kind of wrong, and this is why, you know. Do you uh, think that defines you as a, like, a person? Like, do you think that that's what people see? In a way, um, I would say it does. Um, yeah, I guess it, it would define me, because I guess, um, I mean, this doesn't really happen too often, but um, people would either come up to me for advice, like, hey, how do you handle this situation? Or um, even by my sister, she would say, like, um, you know, how did you deal with this, Um, whether it comes with school or friends or life or whatever in general. And, you know, I guess a lot of people are kind of afraid to approach me um, because they just think I'm the kind of person that would just shut them down in a mm-hmm. hole where they feel it really insignificant and tiny. Um, but...
1: Um, do you feel... But, but that's right, right? Uh, <laughs> you kind <laughs> of say that you do that, or even with us, a, a source of pride, or...?
0: In a way, um, there is some essence of pride behind it, because it's, like what Ashley said, it's kind of, well, I guess what both of you said, it's kind of what I do. Uh, it's what I'm known for. Um, you know, I'm not particularly infamous around the school where it's like people are going like, hey, avoid this guy at all costs, okay, because he will say things that you will not like to hear or something like that. I, I
1: feel like I can't quite understand this unless there's an example. Would you, what, when is an instance you did that either to a teacher or um, to a student? Um. Uh,
0: my sister occasionally uh, has some questionable friends that aren't really totally in line with our um, moral standards. So if they are influencing her in a way that um, my parents and I don't actually agree with, I'll, you know, find them at a time where they're alone and go, listen here, (laughs) what you're doing is wrong, and I don't like that you're doing
1: this. Is this, is this, uh, so in In an effort to get specific, just because I'm curious, is there, are we talking like smoking drugs alcohol or are we talking about um, what are we talking what are we talking about what kind of moral lines do you draw and what and what do you think gives you authority to s- be with your parents in that
0: I mean my sister is smart enough to not be friends with those types of people who are always you know doing drugs, underage drinking, all that stuff, but it's more in line with um uh friends that are hindering her potential performance in school and um, when I was doing my presentation this morning in your class um, one, one part of it that I didn't get to mention was that how I helped out my sister by giving my advice on my previous uh, academic performance per se uh, and how it was very
1: lackluster um, yeah your, so your help so this is interesting. Mm-hmm. Your help of your sister is or I'm not sure your sister would call it help, <laughs> uh, but your advice or whatever is in an attempt to keep her away from a path that you have gone down? Yes, I would
0: absolutely hate for her to go down the same path that I did, whether it, you know, where it just led to a constant stream of self-doubt, depression and just little to no motivation to actually achieve what I want to. Ad- achieve
1: so, so talk about your path then you, you said you don't want her to go down that same path that yeah. you were on of depression of um, self-doubt, self-doubt. Yeah. where did these things from your own perspective come from um,
0: really there was um, there was little to no actual I guess trigger for it I mean I was I am fortunate enough to be raised in a middle class home uh, and family you know my parents aren't divorced neither of them have abused me Um, I'm very fortunate to live the life that I have but just I guess the way that just my brain works I for some reason got this um, I just got this connection for just somehow some time in my head that um, work is boring and therefore I don't like it Uh, and I only want to do things that only benefit me and things that benefit me immediately rather than something I can work towards and it'll pay off later. Um, You know, I never never turned to drugs or alcohol, fortunately, but, um, you know, I just always was in this kind of slump where, you know, I didn't want to get up, I didn't want to socialize. You know, I lost track of, I guess, me because... Like what my parents would say, you know, I was always a happy kid. Um, I would always be really nice and sweet, and yeah, yada yada. Um, but yeah, just something someday a couple years ago just went off and go like I don't feel like doing anything ever, okay? And when
1: did that? When was that? What I, age?
0: I really, I guess it started in the fourth grade. I would say is um, when it really started to take shape. I guess, or when the foundation was laid down. Um,
1: what's the What's that memory? Uh,
0: just that throughout the entirety of fourth grade, I just either would skip assignments or I would skip projects or I just, um, yeah, I just wouldn't do any written work, anything that actually required... Um, Kind of a a long term amount of effort to be put into something that would pay off later. I just, that just wouldn't for some reason go through my head like I need to do this. Because I would always participate in class. I would always raise my hand. I would always give my thoughts, give, you know, answers, whether they were wrong or right, and that never dissuaded me. But for some reason, I just never liked um, or appreciated written work uh, in any fashion, really. You're very self aware of your, you know, your sense of being now and where you stand on your, posi- your, your opinions, and you're also very self-aware of where you've been. Where did this awareness come from? Um, I mean, I guess it's just my ability to put context behind any sort of situation I come across. That's one of the things that um, something like ADHD can actually help with because um, not everybody knows that I have ADHD, but because I'm not always jumping around and bouncing off the walls and yelling and screaming. Um, but I did have that attention deficit part of it, and but I guess attention deficit is not really, I guess, the right phrase. It's more or less just a lack of motivation um, to do anything that required effort, because I did pay attention. I actually, you know, I read a lot of books. I love... Um, the sciences I am thoroughly enthralled in uh, anything that has to do with biology or chemistry um but I've just sort of gained this um this whole self-awareness that is I guess global (laughs) um just from I don't know hearing the thoughts of others just hearing how other people are self-aware um you know, how they put context behind something. And mm-hmm. so um, because of that, I've also formed my love for analytics and stuff of that nature where I can, I guess, take any thought that is given to me and I can have little to no actual information about it, but I can actually form my own string of um, kind of theories and methods of how to solve a given problem or situation you know with given little to no context because i can put you know i can portray con- context in a situation and actually solve problems like that that's why i was actually you know i despise mathematics but if there was a problem in front of me i could do it easily
1: your freshman and sophomore year you say were atrocious. atrocious And then there was a turn. Mm -hmm. Uh, How do you credit that? Where do you give credit to that turn?
0: I guess it would have to be um, my parents. Because they finally, I guess, you know, after years of them sitting me down and go, why are your grades so terrible? You know, something like that. It's like, you need to do this, this, and this by this deadline or else, you know... um, you're going to have this, this, and this taken away from you, which, because I had no motivation, I just didn't care. Um, I didn't care if I lost a privilege, because I'll, I'll always think of something was my mentality. You know, I'll dig up an old box of Legos or something and build something. I don't know. Um, but I guess um, my parents just eventually swallowed their pride and said, okay, we need to get some professional diagnosis to see what's going on here. Um and they took me to um, Dr. Lachney. I don't know if anyone knows him, but uh, that was the doctor I was introduced to. He finally decided on a diagnosis. Like, you have this form of ADHD, and we can prescribe this to you for uh, your motivation struggles. Hmm. And I said, okay, because it's just what I normally do. And then... Um, You know, I've always, because my parents are my parents, they've always threatened um, summer school. It's like, hey, if you don't get better than a D in this class, you're going to go to summer school, and I would just be okay. But now I was actually excited to enroll in a summer school because this was an opportunity for me because once I was actually...
1: So your freshman, sophomore, you didn't, I mean, it was bad enough you needed to make up credit? Is that what happened? You needed to go to summer school? Yeah,
0: I failed a handful of classes, uh, because it was also in part that, you know, I realized that my parents knew this about me, and they knew how to actually change me, I guess, for the better, uh, at least, and I, I guess, made another connection in my mind that's saying, like, you know, why couldn't I have changed myself? Why couldn't I have done this, this, and this so that I wouldn't be ended up in this situation? So I guess that's where that um, sparked that whole self-awareness idea of it. Um, and, you know, like I said, I was excited to roll uh, a summer school program because it gave me an opportunity to uh, right my wrongs, I guess, mm-hmm. to actually not really start over, but um, to kind of make the previous situations that got me, um, into, I guess, this hole, um, you know, just to, I guess, throw me a couple ropes, I guess. What is your weakest moment and your proudest moment? I would say that my, um, at least in academic terms, my weakest moment would probably have to be when, um, when I would get back a report card or something and it would say, you know, you know, this class and this class were both E's, and it's like a special note from um, Mr. Fitz or something that would say, it's like, um, because you have failed this class and this class, you will receive no credits, you have to make up these somehow, whether it's through um, taking an online class or just redoing the class entirely. Um, and that was the point where I kind of felt um, very weak. And, you know that was kind of the um, the lowest point of um, my depression. I guess you know I never really got to the point where I contemplated suicide or anything, but it kind of just made me feel like you know there was nothing left. Like even if I started, um, if I started to climb this, you know this monstrous feat, uh, that no matter what I did, I just couldn't reach the top um, and actually succeed. Um, yeah I guess that was my lowest point and I guess my highest was um, actually um, I guess what would be my definition of actually um, becoming mature uh, as a person because my belief is that you don't become mature when you reach a certain age um, or anything like that uh, in my mind maturity comes when there is a moment where something huge um, happened in your life that changed out for the better and that you forever thank that moment for where you are currently Um, no matter if it's you know whether it's ten weeks or ten years later you know I can always look back on well I guess what the moment is, is when I actually over that summer from sophomore to junior year when I actually decided to get to actually be motivated about and about that entire um the entire uh couple like six weeks i think it was segment um you know i started i noticed myself that i was actually paying attention i would catch myself and going wait a minute i actually know what they're talking about i actually know how to do this um, i know how to formulate uh, my thoughts and opinions onto paper paper um, and i guess Was that was really the turning point.
1: Summer school was finally the rope you took hold of.
0: (laughs) You know, everybody sees summer school as like this negative thing where it's just like, oh god, you went to summer school? Wow, you must be a complete imbecile or something. But for me, I guess it was um, I guess it was my enlightenment, I would say, um, where I just finally looked at myself and went, if you want to achieve what you want to do, this is what you have to do, this is how you do it, uh, and you can have, and if you work all the way through it, then that's when you can actually have your fun, and, you know, that is paid off, because I'm, you know, now an honor roll student, I'm getting consistent, you know, A's and B's, you know, I'm basically friends with all my teachers, I'm socializing, um, I actually have, um, you know, Decent sleep schedule. So I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not skipping school on the pretense that it's just like, oh, I don't want to go because I don't want to go. Um,
1: and there's a plan for the future.
0: Yeah, I have, you know, a written plan that you know could change, but for the most part, it's still there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still Good for you. Yeah, it's still well, s- awesome. something I can walk down. Do you have advice for someone? Anyone? Uh. Hmm. It's the same advice that I gave my sister when she was having her academic problems that, um, you know, most of, the, most of the things of what I hear about schoolwork um, that is mostly negative is like, you know, oh, this is stupid, you know, he, she didn't teach this, you know. But um, what I've always done and what I do now is that if I have an assignment or a project or whatever it is, I would always just lean back. Take a good look at it, and examine what I have to do, and just. <sighs> okay, what's number one? And that's how I would do it. And I wouldn't think about anything else except for the current topic that I'm working on. And if it is an assignment where it's like, you know, one, two, three, four, five, whatever, um, I would always think to myself, okay, what do I know already about this question? <laughs> what resources do I have that would help me solve this, and what do I already know that can uh, help me formulate my written answer? And for the most part, that's probably about 80% of how I've been able to get through school so cleanly now, is that I would just not care about anything else around me that's going on, whether it's positivity or negativity, and just focus on entirely what I'm doing, which seems kind of strange for someone who has ADHD, but it's... It works for me, exactly. and you know, especially yeah. in the context of my sister. It's like because you know you hear all this negativity. It's like this teacher's so dumb, they don't know what they're talking about. Um, you know, it's kind of just like well, if if your opinions are being formulated by others around you, that is negatively influencing how you um, how you perform then maybe you should distance yourself. I've even told my sister straight up, it's like, I've heard your friends talk about this, this, and this, and I think that they're influencing you in a negative way. Maybe you should go a day, a week, a month, whatever it takes to be able to get you out of this sense of, you know, the this is stupid vibe. Um,
1: You really care about your sister. I do. Um, You know, does she know that?
0: Yeah, but because she's a teenager and because she's a freshman in high school, she was just like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she doesn't take anything too seriously, even stuff that she really needs to, like her academic performance. Like, I've, eaten her, I've even heard her several times talking to her friends, like, it's like, oh, if I fail this, it's like, it's okay, I'll just retake it next year. It's like, no, mm-hmm. no, that is not how this works.
1: But your desire, your, your, your desire is really to help your sister.
0: In that's way, cool I yeah.
1: that's I mean I'm just yeah. noticing a thread in the conversation <laughs> uh, Jack this is a, has been amazing yeah. thanks for being on the share yeah. chair thank yeah. you
0: thanks for listening be sure to tune in next week for the next episode and don't forget to submit works of art and writing to our website to spread a little more empathy